Welcome to Working Girl Talk, the podcast for working women where each week we cover the latest headlines the businesswoman needs to know, and we chat to boss women making an impact in their industry. Working Girl Talk is on a mission to make your workday better. I'm your host, Abby Zufeld. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 79 of Working Girl Talk. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you've had a great week. Hope you had a fabulous holiday week and hope you're enjoying your December. Hope you're enjoying all the cold weather. Today's episode is super exciting and we are just going to dive right into today. So on today's episode, we are talking to Jessica and Risa, who are sisters and founders of The Rescue Kit Company. This is a fun episode because Risa has actually been on the podcast before, so she is back because she was so popular, I knew I had to bring her back, and she's with her sister. So the last time we talked to Risa, we talked about her consulting business and also the start of the Rescue Kit Co. So now that Rescue Kit Co. is a full year in, this week actually, we are talking to Risa and her sister all about it. A little bit more about the Rescue Kit Co. The Rescue Kit Company offers exclusive collections of styling tools designed to prevent and solve potential wardrobing mishaps. Yes, please. It is created to provide peace of mind for all days, big and small. Created by sisters, CEOs, and seasoned stylists, the Bride Kit and the Closet Kit, the two staples under the Rescue Kit Co., are user-friendly, elegant, and cost-effective products curated specifically to prevent and solve any unexpected wardrobe mishaps that could arise. So, so good. So helpful. We talk about products that they love that are in the kits today. We talk about working with your sister and working with a co-founder, even some of the sacrifices that come from business and entrepreneurship. They both have really unique perspectives. Risa has her consulting business and Jessica is a mom. So they have really unique entrepreneurial perspectives and it's so fun. The products in the Rescue Kit Co. go from fail-safe stain removers to quick hem repairs. They've curated sourced and co-created with a purpose so you can breathe easy and walk confidently out the door so amazing these kits are incredible and perfect for the holiday season so this is a perfect time right now and luckily for you working girl talk is hooking it up listeners of the show today can use the code working girl 15 so working girl 15 at the checkout, or you can click the link in the show notes on this episode and the link, the code will automatically be applied. Get some goodies for your friends this holiday season. Super excited to dive into this episode. It's a nice, positive, really inspiring episode and super helpful as we head into 2021. Let's dive in. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. I'm so excited to have you guys today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're so excited. Thank you. And this is our first time, like the two of us together. So we're going to try to like tag team with the talking. Yes. I love it. I know it's always kind of funny doing like multiple people on a zoom, but you know, the more the merrier we're having fun with it. This is exciting. So to start us off in typical working girl talk fashion, I'd love if each of you could just do like an intro on who you are, what you do, and then we'll dive into what you guys are up to now. So if Risa, you want to kick us off. Yes. Um, my name is Risa Costas, um, obviously the co-founder of the Rescue Kit Company, I'm a wardrobe stylist by trade, but you know, really trying to dive into everything and all things Rescue Kit whilst running my other business. Um, I really, I guess I handle more of the design side and the communication side of what we do over at the Rescue Kit Company. Um, and you know, obviously it started from a little seedling of, of my idea and, you know, roped in Jess. So she's the other half and I'll let her, I'll let her introduce herself. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jessica Zeldner and obviously Reese's sister, the co-founder of the Rescue Kit Company. And I handle the operations side of everything, of the emails, the ordering, behind the scenes and I'm occupational therapist by trade and took some time off to have two kids. And then um, this is my first step back into working. Love it. So fun. And if anyone is listening and like this kind of sounds familiar, we have had Risa on the show before and you guys loved her so much. We knew we had to bring her back with her sister. So this is so fun. 
Okay. So we know you, so you guys are in the middle of the rescue kit. How did this actually start? And how did you guys come together on this? Was this always like a thing that, oh, one day we're going to work together? Or I guess, how did this all happen? <laughs> Jess, do you want me to start? <laughs> always. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know, it's so funny because you don't, you, you grow up not really knowing if you even love your sister right away. And then you kind of develop this, like, as you get older, you realize that she's actually the the person that you can't live without. So for me, I mean, I had no idea that we were going to end up working together. Um, but it was such a happy, happy, a serendipitous moment when Jess told me that she would join forces with me and that she was into this idea. So it started with just my work as a stylist and really feeling like my personal styling kit was saving the day on set and on location and on the days, the most important days for all of my clients. And I, I kind of had a light bulb moment when I was sewing a bride into her gown one day. I realized what would she have done had I not been on location with her? And I wasn't even hired by her. I was hired by the photographer so we could quote unquote, snap some photos of me behind the scenes. And it just ended up being that I saved her day. And I really sat on that. And I had been wanting to do something bigger than myself for a long time, but I sat on it. And then I, I, told Jess, I was visiting her in Colorado and I told her, I think I have this idea and I really want to run with it. And I told her and she, she really liked it. And, you know, she always has questions. She's always like the brains behind the operation. So she has lots and lots of questions. She wants to know everything. And I really didn't have all the answers, but I just knew that if I didn't do it, somebody was going to beat me to the punch. And I just felt like it was important to, to get it going. And then we told her husband, who's also a question asker, but also an entrepreneur. um, And he really liked the idea. And when we get the okay from him, you know, it's something that you should run with. Um, So a few months went by and I started to pursue it. I got the LLC and I really started getting it going. Almost um, joined forces with somebody who was going to be the money behind it. And I realized that I didn't want to give up that kind of control. And I got a call from Jess saying, you know, remember that idea that you had? I'm like, yeah, the one I'm still working on. She said, I I want in. I think it's a great idea. And I think I could really be an asset. So that's how it, that's how we came together. And the rest is, well, it's not real history yet, but we're working on it. (laughs) Yes. And Jessica, what was that like for you? Cause you're basically, that's like a whole new industry. You're in occupational therapy and you took some time off to have your kids. Like, what was that like for you? Was there any fear there or was it just excitement? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, uh, no, there was not any fear. I actually thought it was such a brilliant idea. And Reese is right. I, I do go to my husband because I, he just has a great business mind. And when he said, that's brilliant, I was like, okay. <laughs> I should probably like, I thought, I thought it was brilliant as well, but it was nice having that feedback from him. Um, and no, it actually felt amazing. It, it's interesting. I think everyone has a little bit of um, creator inside them. And I felt like when I left my job, which was a, you know, it was basically a problem solving job and went straight to being a mom, I lost a little bit of that and I couldn't really figure out where, where to bring it back in. And so to think about creating a product and creating um, the design and something with my sister, it just felt awesome. It felt really good. I I have never had a feeling where I, uh, inside my body where I felt like I shouldn't be doing this. So it felt great from the beginning. That's like that entrepreneurial little like voice in your head that you can't shake. I love it. And people need to listen to that. So shout out if you've ever felt that. Listen right now. This is your reminder. Um, so I want to talk about turning an idea into a product because this is a question that Working Girl Talk listeners asked and are so curious about. So like you have this idea what do you do next? Like, I guess like any like steps or even like, I know there's a ton of things that you do next. (laughs) So you want to like say like three main ones that you should work on if you have an idea, kind of break it down that way, however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the, you'll read this in all of the books that are out there. So this is just something that, you know, and if you've taken a marketing class or you have done any research on launching a product, you need to, to understand this you need to fill a need. There needs to be a need for your product. And 
for me, it was years of styling on set and solving problems. If your, prob if your product doesn't solve a problem, it's going to have a really hard time making it in the marketplace. And so the research uh, that I did was my time on set and my time with clients. I realized that I was solving these problems that the common person um, on set couldn't solve because they didn't know that the problems were going to arise. So you don't know what you don't know, but I knew and I had the knowledge because I was the professional and the expert on set. So the first thing I would say is to make sure that you fill a need. Um, Jess, if you want to jump in at any point, let me know. <laughs> um, Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. And I, I want you to say something too, if it comes to mind. Um, so filling a need and making sure that, that you're not just putting something out there because it's cute, unless you have thousands and thousands of dollars to put behind marketing something to be really cutesy and, um, Instagrammable, but even then that can fade. So your product also needs to have legs to move, I think in different directions. Um, I, this is, this is more personal. I think that, you know, I don't know this from like a product development standpoint. I have developed products before I've been with companies that have developed products. Um, it was shoes and handbags, something that women carry and wear every single day, no matter what those items are not going away. So think about the things that are not going away. We have in our kit, household items, everyday items for people who get dressed, getting dressed is never going away unless something drastic happens in the world. I'm pretty sure that people will always get dressed and there will always be a need to want to make that process easier. I know that because of my history working with women and dressing them. So making sure that your product has legs to go somewhere and that it will have a lasting effect on people for the rest of their lives and you know, maybe as products, you know, develop into other products, or if you want your product to be not just one kit, but two kits, um, and you, you want to break into different demographics or different areas, um, thinking about what's going to have a lasting effect on the world will help you succeed uh, in your launch. Jess, do you want to add anything else? Yeah, I, th I think what I would add to that is that and this uh, this sounds so so cliche, but I think you have to really believe in the product that you're creating deep down. That like, you have to know and believe that it is going to bring some good into the world, or it's going to solve some problems. Because if if especially if you're someone like me, I'm more introverted. I don't love to talk to people who I don't know, and I'm definitely not a salesperson. And you do have to be able to sell the product that you've created. There's, there's no getting around it. You can't just sit back and hope that the product sells itself. And to be able to go out and speak to the world about the product that you've created, you have to have that belief behind it. Otherwise, you will just wilt like a tiny flower. It's really hard to go out and talk to someone and, and tell them why they need your product, why they should spend their hard-earned money on your product without really having a deep belief in the product that you're creating and selling. That is so true. I love that. Cause if you're not going to be your own, like cheerleader of the product, who else will be like, you got to sell it. So I love that. That's such good advice. And I hope everyone's taking notes cause this is gold, right? <laughs> I love this. Um, next question, Jessica, I want to start off with you. So working with a business partner, let alone your sister, I'm sure that's like a whole different dynamic than other situations you've been in. And I know a lot of people ask questions about this because um, like co-founders and business partners, that's always a question like, oh, how do you navigate that relationship and all the things there? So Jessica, any thoughts on that? Like navigating that relationship, how to start it off on the right foot. You guys are sisters. So obviously you already have a good relationship, but for somebody who is wanting to dive into business with somebody, any thoughts or advice for them? Yeah, definitely. We, so we had to go back and forth on this because we are sisters and our sister relationship obviously comes first and it's super, and we have one other sister and the three of us just, I think we all talk I don't know, 80 times a day. And so our, our sister bond is very strong and it's important to us. So we actually started off and this was probably the hardest part. I think of our uh, starting a business together was sitting down with a lawyer 
and actually um, creating an operating agreement where we went back and forth on how the business was going to run, how it was going to be split up, how long we were required to stay in business together, what would happen if someone decided to leave. We literally checked every single box. And it was actually like to have those conversations with your sister is not something you've probably done before. Um, so it was hard. I, I was, I was like, I don't know, it just felt, it felt weird and kind of awkward, but super important. So we laid the groundwork right off the bat. That was the very first thing that we spent money on. It was a really great business lawyer. Um, and then uh, I think, so Risa is in Arizona. I'm in Colorado. And we are on the phone all day long together. And honestly, I think one of the best things about that is that Risa is younger than, she's the middle sister. I'm the oldest sister. And it's actually a nice balance of power, right? So I've always been the older sister and I, I have all of my opinions and Risa can just um, roll her eyes without me seeing, which is amazing. <laughs> I don't even have to know. And honestly, I swear that could be one of the best things about being in two different states. And then Risa is, this is her product. This is what she does. She is the brains and the brilliance behind the rescue kit company. And with her being younger, I think that that sort of balances out. I really have to listen to what she has to say because she's really the boss. So I, I think that um, I think that that's actually been super nice being sisters to balance it out. That's awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stop laughing. <laughs> that was great. Uh, and Risa, what about you? Like, like any takeaway about working with somebody that's family to anyone out there who may be interested in doing the same? Yes, I have to, I have to continue laughing because <laughs> one of the things that my grandmother used to do, she's no longer with us, but she, I swear she's watching over me every day and she's watching over us in this partnership. I'm sure of it. And she used to tap me on the nose and look at me and say, you're the boss. <laughs> and it's just really funny to hear Jess say that. Um, I'd like to think that we're co-bosses, but I'm going to keep that little statement with me, just that little slice of goodness. Thank you, Jess. That's really sweet. And, you know, I think another thing that uh, we did as partners in the very beginning was we also went to a therapy session together. You know, Jess and I have done a lot of self-work um, you know, just we're, we're in our almost, I'm almost in my forties, just as in her forties. And, you know, we, I think a lot of being able to make anything work in any partnership is doing the work on yourself first. And so we've put a lot of effort into ourselves so we could be ready for this moment. I think that I would, like Jess was saying, you know, she came out of being a full-time mother and took a huge leap of faith to do this with me. And that's a big commitment. That's a lot for me to carry on my shoulders as her sister to say, like, I tr trust me, it's going to be worth it. I think I say that to her at least three times a week. Like, I promise you we're right there. She, uh, that's going to go on my epitaph. Like, it's going to be like, we were right there. <laughs> but I, th I hope that it's, we made it. Um, but, you know, that's a lot to carry on my shoulders. So there's a lot of trust that goes into any partnership. Ne never mind when it's a sibling or a father or a mother or an aunt or an uncle, anyone that you decide to go into business with, because trust me, there were a lot of skeptics out there when we first uh, decided to go into business together. We had a lot of doubters. We had a lot of people that were even close to us saying, are you sure you want to go into business with your sister? And our resounding answer, because we already knew, was oh, I've never been more sure of something in my life. And there is nobody that I trust with my life because this is my entire life's work. There is nobody that I trust more with my life than my sister. But we did take the time to talk to a business therapist and sit down in a session together in person before COVID um, because this launched last year and say, you know, and have the tough conversations with a mediator in the room because somebody needed to give us the, the building blocks and the tools to be able to face whatever came our, our way. So we had the legal docs in place, but we also had to get our mental around it. And I think for anybody going into business with a partner or, you know, anybody, whether it be a family member or just a business partner that is maybe the money backing your idea, 
to be on the same page and to trust that person and, and listen to your gut. Like we were just saying earlier, like listen to your gut about like whether or not this is right for you. You know it if you're listening for it and pay attention to that because when I, when I was thinking about joining forces with other people, my gut told me that wasn't the right move. And I think that it's really important to pay attention to that. So, so make sure that you have a mediator, somebody that can mediate for you all. Make sure that you have the right documents in place to protect yourself legally, no matter who it is. And then, you know, make sure that you like that person a lot. Like you better love that person because you're going to be talking to them quite a bit. <laughs> I love that. Such great advice. And I think that's so important right there. What you said, what both of you said about no matter who it is, get the legal stuff out of the way, because even if it's your best friend, your sister, you just never know. And you don't want to create that contention or anything later on. So it's better just to get, get it taken care of now. Have you ever had a disagreement and how do you combat that? And this is kind of applicable to business partner or not. Like there are tons of disagreements when it comes to working and I guess like any tip for how to get through that without making like hurting feelings or just like, how do we get through disagreements? <laughs> Risa, do you <laughs> want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I've learned a lot from Jess. You know, I was a communication major, but I, I've still, I, I still think that life um, learning and life lessons and just being thrown to life and the street smarts, I'm using air quotes, um, can get you through a lot of situations. But listening to Jess and the way that she handles communication, it's almost like, you know, you are who you surround yourself with listening to the way that she communicates and says the first thing out of her mouth is always i hear you but let's explore this or she has incredible communication tactics that have forced my rapidly processing brain to slow down take a deep breath and think about what i should do in terms of getting through that communication so i love that you know she has taught me ways to communicate that I didn't even know were possible. You know, I think we have, our disagreements have gone as far as, well, that wholesale order is a little expensive, or I want to take, you know, I want to take a chance on this product or, you know, it's, we haven't knock on wood faced any business altering or business threatening, I should say disagreements. Um, I would like to think that because we've put the building blocks in place that we'll be able to navigate a lot of what's thrown our way. But I think a lot of those difficult, um, those difficulties can come when you hit a certain level of success. When, when big money starts to be involved, I think it can start to get a little dicey for people. But if you have put the building blocks in place and if you have learned to communicate from early on, I, I, hope for people and for us that we'll be able to navigate any bumpy waters. Um, so I can't say that we've had any like major disagreements yet. We're still very, still very fresh. You know, the, the cat claws haven't come out, but I don't think they ever will for us. The, the childhood days are over of stealing clothes and such. It's a, it's a, it's on a different level now, but, but our communication I think is in place. So love that. And Jessica, what about you? Um, and I, I mean, honestly, I think we disagree on something like five times a day. It's always little, but I'll, I'll put a border around something in, in Canva and we're like, oh God, ew. <laughs> I'm like, you're right, you're right, it's terrible, I knew it. But um, right, I think you do need to know your own kind of disagreement personality, if that makes sense. I can be, a, I can totally be a know-it-all and I know that about myself. And so I have to take a step back and say, you know, what, what do you really know about this situation, Jeff? Mm -hmm. like, is this something you're an expert in? Probably not. And so I do when, you know, when that, when you have that feeling inside, when you just sort of tense up and you're like, no, I really want to dig my heels in. I have to take a step back and take a look at myself and say, why am I digging my heels in right now? Is it because I have all the knowledge or is it because I think I do? Um, and usually the answer is I think I do. And so I can walk it back a little bit. Uh, and then I, I really think the other part of that is the answer to most questions is a yes and, and not a no. So, you know, if, if someone comes to you with something that you might, it might not be the solution or the, um, the answer that you wanted, I think you can say yes. 
and then you can add an and and bring in the piece that you want. And I think Risa does that incredibly well and I'm always striving to do that well. And I think if you have a partnership where you can ask that question, um, you actually get really far. And honestly, Risa and I, our disagreements on things, or maybe not even disagreements, but um, our conversations on things when we don't align is when we brainstorm, branch off and come up with something amazing. So good. I love that. Yes. And what a great takeaway. Everyone keep that, write that down. That's such a good thing to remember. I love that. And as a business owner, you're wearing a lot of hats. You're doing the most. You are doing so many things, which comes with a lot of like maybe sacrifices that people may not think about when it comes to owning a business. Can you talk about that a little bit, like the sacrifices and maybe even some words of encouragement on why those sacrifices are even worth it? Because I think they are, but sometimes we don't talk about that. Maybe it's just like the glamorized, like, oh, business owner owning my own thing. And you don't realize, oh, wait, I'm giving up some things too, or I have to adjust my life to this. And people get discouraged because of that. So any advice for somebody who's dealing with the sacrifices of business and how has that impacted you? And Jessica, do you want to start us off? Oh, sure. Yeah. It, that's such a great question. Um, and it, it is such a balance, right? I, because I am married. I have a husband. I have two boys. I have a dog. <laughs> and my responsibilities have been big in the family in terms of kind of keeping everything running and uh, my husband works full time. So uh, all of that has been on my shoulders. And to bring in, you know, essentially a full time job into that mix and still have to keep everything in our family moving forward, it definitely is a, a sacrifice. Um, but I think it's one that is 100% worth it. Uh, I have more adult conversations now than I have ever had in my entire life. And there is some part of your brain, I think as a mom and as a woman who might not be working or working full time that you absolutely need. It makes you feel an incredible sense of self-worth to be making business decisions, to be making decisions about um, the things that are sort of out in the world and not necessarily like what's for dinner or do we have dog food or, you know, who needs to get carpooled where it just uses your brain in a, in a totally different way. And I, and I think that there are things as a mom that you start to go down a rabbit hole and stress on because you don't have anything filling that space in your brain. And when you add in something like this, like a, like a full-time job, you really, um, it sort of fills those spots and you don't worry about the minutia as much anymore. It's, one of those things where you're like, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. I feel like I have been so much more efficient in, in my life um, since I started working. And Risa, what about you? Yeah. I mean, for me, business has been my life. You know, I'm the opposite end of the spectrum, which is, I, I think, what makes us great partners. But, you know, Jess has all the things that I don't have, the family and the kids and the carpool. And, you know, I'm on the opposite side where I've, I've sort of sacrificed having a family um, for business and my life has been based around all of the work that I do. I'm constantly juggling two businesses or two jobs or three jobs. Or if I'm, you know, if I'm before rescue kit came along, I was always freelancing on the side of whatever I was doing for my styling business and just have my hands on a lot of things. So I've really sacrificed my social life and my personal life for my work. Um, I've also at times sacrificed my health. You know, I've always, I've unfortunately not put working out into my routine because I would be on a phone call or I would be making exceptions or breaking my own boundaries from clients to be somewhere. Um, so I've definitely had a really hard time and struggled with personal health and having an eating routine that works where I'm not eating out of my car and I'm one of those people who will say yes to everything. And I, I've given up a lot of, um, you know, just the basic routine things that I think really people do need in order to stay successful. So one of the, the things that I've tried to get back to and, and really practice lately is saying no. And that's such a, I know it's so cliche and it's so common and it's such common advice, but I can't stress putting up boundaries and saying no enough as a business owner. Uh, as soon as you start to, like Jess said, to 
develop that sense of self-worth and say, listen, no, I'm not sacrificing a bubble bath tonight. <laughs> Everybody else like can just go away. As soon as you start to like realize that like really it's not taking away from your day, it's enhancing your day. Mm-hmm. And we think that if we say, if we say no, that it's going to take away, but in, in fact, it's fueling you even more. You didn't know you needed that. And, and for me, I've, that's something that I've developed so much over the last year. Um, so my sacrifices have been more social and family and I have zero dating life. Um, I have no, I literally eat, sleep and breathe my work. So I, I think that, you know, um, words of encouragement for people out there are make sure you love what you do and, and choose something like Jess said, that fuels you, um, and, and remain positive and have positive self-talk for yourself because it's really easy to go down the negative rabbit hole of like, why am I doing this? This isn't going to work. I'm giving up so much to do this. And really we just need to turn that around and, and speak to ourselves in a way that says, I am abundant. This is going to be successful. I'm putting my heart and soul into this because I know it has there. It has a great end goal. Um, and if I want a family, I will have a family. Um, you know, there's never a great time for anything, but there's always a right time for you. And it falls into your lap when you least expect it. So, you know, just keep powering through. If you know that this is what you want to do, get, get rid of all the self-talk around you and, and the, the, the people kind of piping in that aren't helping your cause and stay on your own track and in your own lane and, and you will succeed as an entrepreneur. You just have to believe in it yourself for sure. Love that. So true. And I love the two different perspectives you guys have as well. Like very cool. I love it. I want to talk about the actual products. We have the bride kit, the closet kit. What are your favorite products in them would be a good place to start? Like, What's your number one favorite product in the closet kit? Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Um, We're both laughing because there is a fan favorite out there. And it's, it's so funny. I'll let Jess talk about that. But I, I, you know, so we started with the bride kit, you know, when we, when anyone first launches a product, you know, it's usually one thing that they have in mind. Well, the way that my brain works was, okay, how do we dwindle down from the 50 products that I want to create because we can only afford one. Um, and Jess and I really grappled with what do we release first? What does the world need right now? And what is going to solve a need and have legs to go the distance? Well, we launched with the bride kit first and then COVID hit. So we thought for what we thought was a sure thing actually turned out to be a little bit of a bummer. But at the same time, it's actually still been a great selling product for us. Um, but we did launch with it because our thinking was, well, this is where I'm really an expert in bridal styling. It was where it was at weddings where we discovered that I was solving most of the problems, you know, on set for styling, I'm always going to be double stick taping and safety pinning just for those styling tricks. But there weren't really like as many disasters as there are at the wedding day. Um, so we decided to launch with bride kit first and it was very well received. We were lucky enough to launch inside of Saks, but with COVID hitting, it changed the scope of what weddings look like. So we did have to take some time, like a lot of people did to reinvent and say, okay, we were not ready to launch the closet kit or we, we wanted to wait and give the bride kit its moment to shine, but we, we were physically ready for the launch of the closet kit. It was already a product. Um, We just weren't sure if the world was ready to accept it, but we had to pivot like a lot of people and, you know, reimagine what was going to do well. So we launched the closet kit in the midst of the pandemic and it's, it's actually been really well received. Um, One of my favorite products is I would probably say the, the, the clear winner lately is the wrinkle release uh, by a, a small company called Tom and Cherries. It's a, an all natural plant-based, really great smelling wrinkle release that actually 
works. And I can tell you that because I've used it over and over again. And it's, it's the little, it's a little hero inside of our kit. Um, I was on set for a televised event for during COVID and the hostess of the event was sitting and standing throughout and during breaks where the audience wouldn't see her, I would be spraying her down with the wrinkle release and smoothing her with the the clothing on her because there was no way she was mic'd up. There was no way that she could change. And it was just unbelievably fascinating how people around me were watching me and saying, that is the craziest thing ever. Like it's actually working. So that for me is, is, I mean, they all work really well, but that for me is, is the number one, I would say. And there are a couple others, but I'm going to let Jess jump in. So, well, I think the first thing to, to talk about is that Risa and I use the products in the closet kit or the bride kit in two completely different ways. I, Risa is a total pro. She's using everything in there like someone who has been styling people for 20 years, which she has been. And I use it like someone who can barely get dressed. Like Risa <laughs> knows what hot mess I am. I hardly get out of my exercise clothes. And when I do, like my clothes are wrinkled, my pants aren't hemmed. Like I just, I'm, I'm the complete opposite of Arisa. So the reason we were laughing earlier is because when we were first looking at products to put in, we were looking for a really great lint roller. And we went back and forth and back and forth. I had this lint roller in mind that I really loved because I found it to be for the everyday person, super functional. It's Flint is the, is the company and they make two different lint rollers, but basically they are, um, you can replace the the sticky sheets on the inside and there's a cover you either twist it and it pops up or there's a cover that snaps shut and so you can use it really quickly and you can throw it in your bag and you can use go risa took one look at it she was like no absolutely not <laughs> like this <laughs> this is completely not functional the way that she would use it you know she's on a runway working with like 10 different models at once and everyone's sweating and they have to get down they have to get down the runway and, and or down the aisle she's working with a bride and for her it was not the most functional lint roller and i pushed super hard because it was so pretty and i loved it so much and finally Risa was like fine no one's going to like this lint roller <laughs> um and it turns out that literally every single person who opens our kid is like guys the lint roller is amazing <laughs> Everyone loves the lint roller. I was like, listen, Risa, uh, um, so we just have to laugh about that. But I, I do love that product. Actually, I use it a ton. Um, but my absolute favorite, and this is funny too, because I'm not really a makeup wearer, but being in Colorado, I'm always wearing sunscreen and the sunscreen that I have is tinted. And I'm also a white t-shirt wearer. And I, you know, constantly pulling clothes on and off, getting changed during the day there's this product that's a makeup face shield and it's almost like a little hairnet that you put around your face and it doesn't really touch your face. It kind of goes right, right to the edge of your hairline and you tuck it behind your ears and you slip it on and you can pull your shirts on and off or your dresses on and off and you don't have any makeup transfer or any tinted sunscreen transfer onto your white clothing or any of your clothing or your nice fabrics. And it's such a simple product and it is so brilliant and you don't even have to have a full face of makeup to really appreciate it. It's meant for a one-time use. I've had mine forever because I don't have a lot of makeup. And honestly, I could probably just rinse it and dry it and use it again. I've never even washed it. <laughs> I just throw it on and throw it back in like my top drawer and I use it constantly. Um, that's my absolute favorite. It was new to me, introduced by Risa and um, I haven't ever stopped using it. The other product I would say that I use all the time is um, similar to what Risa was talking about. We have this really amazing static spray, anti-static spray from a company called Static Schmatic. And it was a mom, it's a mom daughter team. They're out of Aspen or they weren't Aspen, they're in Utah now. And they were in the really dry Aspen-y weather and wanted to come up with an anti-static spray that worked for pets and for kids. And um, it's super clean. It is, super effective and being in the dry air, I use it all winter long. So I would say that's probably my second favorite. Mm -hmm. Love. Okay. I, that makeup face shield sounds amazing. I need that. <laughs> you do. You do. Everyone does. It's one of those things that is just like the, it's, it's probably one of the most like like teeniest, tiniest, thinnest, like it weighs nothing. It's, it's nothing. And then you, you use it and you're like, this is 
gold. This is the best product ever. So, and I love introducing people to it. I love that there's things in the kit that people didn't know existed. Yeah, that is so cool. I love it. And a lot of what you're, you were talking about, like having to pivot with everything going on is exactly what I wanted to ask you about. So we know that 2020 has been a little wild. It's been a little crazy. (laughs) uh, So much has happened and people have had to rethink business or how they do business or start a new business. And if you could finish the line, 2020 has taught me blank. What would you say? Risa, I'm going to throw it to you first. Oh gosh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 2020 has taught me not to quit. Uh, If anything, it has pushed me further. I actually had an amazing um, transformation in my styling business. And it taught me that resilience is key and there is no quitting. There is zero quitting. You cannot just throw the towel in because something changes. In fact, it actually made my business stronger. It allowed me to reinvent myself as a human being and as a business person. I actually raised my prices um, and realized that I'm right where I need to be. So it's taught me to stay in the game and not to quit. And Jessica, 2020 has taught me yeah, I think um, I think for it's, it's it's interesting. I think everyone has had more time on their hands. They're everyone. It's starting from you know from just regular old people all the way up to celebrities. Everyone's sort of home and kind of kicking around and not as busy as they normally are. And I think that that has allowed. Recent, I've noticed that this that has allowed access to people that we never thought that we would ever even consider approaching. And we also decided that this was just, I mean, since 2020 was such a like junk show anyway, that we would just say yes to everything. We were like, this is the year of yes. We just say yes. Like there's no, no, we just keep going. So I would say that I would say 2020 has taught us two things. I would say 2020 has taught us to just ask for what you want from anyone, literally anyone like Jennifer Aniston, would you like to buy her kid? Like we're, we're going to the top. And then I would say 2020 has also taught us to just say yes to everything and see where it takes you. I love that. That is so good. You guys are awesome. I could talk to you forever, but I know it's it's the start of the week. We, we got stuff to do. <laughs> um, I, we are going to dive into the Working Girl Talk top 10. So these are just five questions for each of you that you'll both answer. And just to help us get to know you guys better to end the show. Are you guys ready? Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Risa, you kind of have done this before. I, I, I have different questions now, but I, I think I was nervous then too. But we're ready. We're ready. Like 2020, we're ready. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So first off, an easy one. An essential part of my morning routine is, and Jessica, you're gonna go first. Mm-hmm. Exercise. Exercise. Love it. Oh, easy. I, was say, I could answer that for her. The Peloton. <laughs> Um, coffee. (laughs) Love it. Love it. (laughs) A girl boss that I look up to. Risa, you're first. Well, I'm obsessed with Sarah Blakely from Spanx. Um, I feel like she's the mom and the wife and the entrepreneur, and she's incredibly spiritual in the way that she guides people and gives back. So she is, I would say my number one right now. Love. And Jessica. This is going to sound cliche, but Michelle Obama has, mm. lives large in my girl, girl off mind. I love her. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love those. And next one, a favorite book, podcast, or resource that has had an impact on you that you'd want to share. And Jessica, you're going to go first. I'm a huge reader. I would say um, my favorite book recently in the past few years was A Little Life and I can't even offer any, uh, it has nothing to do with business. I just found it to be one of the most well-written, compelling stories I've read in a really long time. Love. And Risa, what about you? A book, podcast, or resource? Okay. Um, well, I have a couple. A uh, podcast would definitely be how I built this. And I'm sure that Jess would agree with that too. We are like so obsessed with that podcast. And I've actually been documenting like our story for them. So if they're listening... <laughs> 
they're, you know, they're right up there with working girl talk, you know, working girl talk comes first and then how I built this, but, um, you know, definitely that podcast, it's very inspiring and it just drives me every day. Um, I'm not a huge reader. Um, but the books that I have read lately and that I do, I do read a lot of business books. Um, so a good friend of mine wrote a book called the 10% entrepreneur. Um, I eat, sleep and breathe everything that he has to say. Um, and it teaches you about, you know, having like your side hustle while you're working your main hustle. And, um, it just allows you to sort of create that space to create your dream job. Um, and then I, I, I also love the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I know that a lot of people are reading that right now. I think she's got so many nuggets of gold in there and, um, it really, it really hit home for me. Love that. I need to read that 10% entrepreneur book. Need it ASAP. <laughs> by Patrick McGinnis. He, ha- he also started a podcast called FOMO Sapiens. We'll give him a little plug. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. That is awesome. Okay. Next one. Proudest moment in your career so far. And Risa, you're going to go first. I would say, gosh, that's a really tough one. You know, I think launching a product is, I'm very proud of that. I feel like it's something that, you know, I really wanted to do for a long time. Um, but you know, if I'm talking like, uh, some, a goal that we reached or, you know, somebody shouting us out, we recently had, uh, Bobby Thomas mention our pin kit, um, on her Instagram and she's a huge style icon of mine. I met her in New York city and did a filming with her for the today show, um, in her house actually. And I just love that she stands for women and equality and that she's just a regular person. She's incredibly kind. And she wrote that book, the power of style that's been on my desk since I'm, I've known her since she wrote it. Um, and when she, Instagrammed our pin kit from the Emmys, from the Emmy swag bags. I just about lost my mind. <laughs> so that was, I was very proud of what we had created in that moment. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. And Jessica, what about you? Proudest moment in your career so far? That is really hard to answer because I feel like there's so many. Um, I would, I think I have two. I think, I think the first kit that we sold the very first time that we actually, someone, we realized someone liked our product enough to buy it was an incredible moment. It just was really validating. I felt so proud of the two of us and what we had created. And then um, a personal pride moment. I, I mentioned this before, but I don't, I'm not great at putting myself out there. And the very first um, sort of sale that I went after and got a, a positive response. And they were like, we'd love to carry your kit. That sounds amazing. It's a, it's a great product. It was, you know, someone that I had just chosen for myself and gone after wasn't a connection that Risa had or, um, or anyone that I knew was an incredibly like proud moment for myself to realize that I could actually sell it. And, and it, it, I was, it was compelling enough that someone would want it. Love that. So good. And last question on the Working Girl Talk top 10 for each of you. I am inspired by blank. So what inspires you? And Jessica, you're going to go first. Oh, this is so cheesy. But the first thing that came into my head was my sister. Oh, yay. <laughs> is is my inspiration every single day. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. She works and hustles and communicates so well and she just she always has a positive attitude and is no one makes me laugh harder and uh and she truly is and she's an inspiration i know not only to me but a lot of people so i don't think that i would be the only one with that answer but 100 percent risa love that you we are so the same human being we we call it sister telepathy because i think this is why we were meant to be in business together I feel inspired by her. I never would have been able to launch this product alone. There was just absolutely no way. And Jess has been my biggest cheerleader from, you know, the minute we, you know, became that sister bond was really created when we were a little bit older. She has always been in my corner and I'm inspired by that. Like she talk about positivity. Like there are days when I have really struggled and I say to myself, like, when, when is all of this going to pay off? Because I know that every entrepreneur feels that way and we need someone in our lives that inspires us to keep going the distance. And when you have a partner in your corner, that's every day cheering you on and saying, I see how hard you're working. 
and and you know that that person is working just as hard if not harder because we all have the the roles that we have to play and i think being a mom is really truly one of the hardest ones i could never have been a parent during this pandemic so to have your sister cheering you on every single day that's inspirational and and she is going to be she stuck with me and i am really <laughs> funny so at least there's that so i do make her laugh because you know it, it, we have to laugh throughout this process because there are times when it gets really heavy. So she, I love that we're each other's inspiration. We're so, we always say we're so obsessed with each other. Why are you so obsessed with each other? <laughs> I, I love that so much. I asked that question at the end of every episode. And I think this was my like favorite answer of it. Like that was too good. I love it. <laughs> That was awesome. And that you guys made it. You guys both got five questions, 10, the working girl talk top 10. And to end the show, where can everyone find the rescue kit? They can get the closet kit, the bride kit. Where can they follow you guys? All of that. Our website is therescuekitco.com. Our socials are at therescuekitco for Pinterest, for Instagram, and for Facebook. We have um, an Etsy shop, which is the rescue kit company. And Risa, am I forgetting anything? I don't think so, but um, you know, hopefully one day we'll be in hotel chains around the world. So <laughs> just be on the lookout. No, that's it. That's everything. So we're we're the most we show up the most um, on our blog that just writes. So make sure to check out our blog because that's a really fun place where we highlight the other brands that are in our kit. Um, and Jess has worked really, really hard on that. Uh, I don't have time to really do it as, as much. And, you know, she works really hard on that blog. So that's where we show up the most. Um, and then Instagram, of course, and Pinterest. So yeah, you said everything, our Etsy shop, and we're just trying to sprinkle ourselves wherever we can. Thank you so much for listening today. Aren't they amazing? So, so fun chatting with them. And also the Friday favorite today. So at the end of every episode, I do a Friday favorite, something I liked that week, product, show, TV, food, anything. Today's Friday favorite is the Rescue Kit Co. Make sure to click the link in the show notes to automatically add the code so you can get some awesome gifts for the holiday season that are really unique and you're supporting a small business. Thank you so much for listening to Working Girl Talk. You can listen to the podcast every Friday where we share the latest news you need to know about and also insight from boss women making an impact and industry in the world. I'm your host, Abby Zufel. Make sure to follow Working Girl Talk on Instagram to keep up with the latest. Have a great day. I will talk to you next week.